Cheers, everyone. Back for another beer episode. This one features Matt, who is from Massive Beer Reviews. He also does the Beer Massive podcast, um, which is on a break right now due to uh, pandemic. Um, but he reviews beers. He's reviews thousands of different beers from all over the world. Uh, he's a great conversationalist, great, well-spoken man. Uh, just recently had a kid. So we talked a little bit about having a baby because I've got one coming up too. Um, you can follow him obviously on the, in, on the internet. We'll talk about that as well. We really just talked about beer and the, in the art of video reviews and the way he does it and how he does it and so on. Um, this is Matt from massive beer reviews on YouTube, as well as the beer massive podcast coming back at some point in the future episode 48 of the main state of mind. Again, be sure to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Visit our website, themainstateofmind.com. And please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, as well as follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. We really appreciate you the sharing of the podcast. I appreciate the emails I get. Uh, I appreciate the contact I get. I get the comments, everything. So I really appreciate everything. Please enjoy episode 48 with Matt from Massive Beer Reviews. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. How are you? Oh, dude. I am both equally awesome, tired, and whatever other adjectives I could throw in there. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel you. Like I said, I was mentioned a little bit before we recorded. Had to off, but I had a podcast earlier. So I've got the, the talking vibe going. Um, but I can understand uh, someone who's worked all day like yourself um, to come on the podcast. So I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us here at uh, the Main State of Mind. No, I'm pumped, man. It's 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 a it's a very um, it's a unique. I wouldn't say unique because I've done it before, but a unique enough experience to be on the other side of the yeah. other side of the 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 microphone and whatnot. So I appreciate having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get a little personal here. How's the baby? A baby is awesome. He is a gigantic poop and fart machine. Uh, he's a huge baby, um, like huge. Like he was nine pounds, eleven ounces. He was twenty-two and a quarter inches tall. My uh. My wife is six one. Her brother's six eight. Her dad was six ten. Her uncle's six ten. So, we had Gigantor baby, and he's awesome. He's really cool. He's six weeks old um, Wednesday, and he's already smiling and reacting. Not like smiling like. And I know you have a kid on the way too, and um, you know, the, at first all the smiles are either just like reactionary to poops and farts and all that kind of yeah. stuff, but and then they start actually smiling because they're interacting, and we're starting to reach that stage. This is really cool. That's awesome. I'm glad you said large baby because we're uh, we're on track for that. We've got six six and a half weeks left, and he's already about five and a half pounds. Yeah. Um. So he's getting up there, and my wife is not the biggest frame in the world, so she's ready. <laughs> she's ready already. We've got a little bit of time left, but she's ready. He's just the baby's a little big on the on the big side, so we're uh, we're pretty excited. <laughs> I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll go well. Yes, absolutely. Um. And uh, everybody's healthy. Obviously, wife's healthy. Baby's healthy. So yeah. That's good. Yeah, every, I mean, we're, um, you know, she's doing her thing. You know, I live in a farm here and she's mm -hmm. her farm and she does it. I mean, I've been doing a lot of the work, obviously, since she was pregnant, but now she's starting to get back in the swing of things and, and everybody's happy and healthy, man. We got a really good support system. We live in the same grounds as my mother-in-law. So 
we have her at, at our disposal. She's retired, um, but still young. So, you know, we, uh, we got it. We got it good. Let's put it that way. I'm not that's, that's, that's awesome. We had the baby shower yesterday. So we got to see some, uh, some, uh, my in-laws and my mom, um, my mom's fully vaccinated. So she drove up from Connecticut to Maine here and, and, uh, we got to see some family, which was nice. They're all excited because none of them have seen the, the pregnant wife since the beginning because she got pregnant during COVID. So we've been staying away from people. Um, so it was nice for them to all see the little baby bump or large baby bump. So it's pretty cool. Um, so we're excited, but, uh, you know, I, I know you had the baby. It was really great. I'm glad. Um, and I'm glad everybody's safe and healthy. Uh, so let's talk some beer. Um, there you go. Yeah. What are you drinking? Drinking this, this thing. Oh, Von Trapp Pilsner. I will yes, chug it. this every day of my life. Oh, a little night shift. The night shift nightlight. This okay. is their light lager, but I will tell you what, I will still swear by in Maine, this is the best deal in craft beer because the beer store Damon's in Bangor, Maine, near where I live, this is $7.49 for a four pack of tall boys. Yeah. So I mean, like you cannot go wrong yeah. with that. That's like, I'm like, I don't know how someone's making money. How could you, you can sell it to another yeah. state and then sell it for $7.50 and make money on it? But yeah, that's crazy. Cause I mean, you see so many boutique breweries, not that I call them night shift boutique, but they're yep. definitely in the kind of, you know, crafty side of things, obviously, you know, small crafty stuff. You see like the really hippers banging out loggers and Pilsner and charging 16, 17, $8 a four pack. It's hard. It's hard to buy, buy lager and Pilsner at that price point. It is. And we have a, we have a brewery, as you know, I work for Orno Brewing yeah. Company and we have a, we, we don't do loggers that much because we only have a certain number of tanks and space. Well, and as it does the cost, it's not cost effective because it takes longer to make and mm -hmm. it takes up one of our tanks. We don't have a specialized lager, lager tank. So it has to use one of our normal conical fermenters and it just takes too much time. And then you have to charge the 10, $12 a four pack. Yeah. To sell yeah because it. the bigger guys, I mean, the bigger guys, they're, they're, you basically, they lose that first four months or whatever long they logger. Yep. And then it's just, then they can flip their tanks because that's yep. what they're doing. Whereas a brewery that does so many different styles like you guys, tank space is money. You know, you could rotate a, you could spend a hazy in two weeks or spend four months on a logger and then charge. What do you, you know, what are you yeah. going to do? So man, the, the difference in cost is not there. No, no. To make up that four bucks or so you no. make $16 no. IPA versus a $12 yeah. uh, logger or Pilsner. So we, we do it. We try doing it in a bottle format, the 16.9, uh, okay. 500 milliliter bottles. And uh, it, it was like $3, $4 bottle of beer, which is, you know, still a good deal. Cause I mean, that's four bucks a pint basically. And uh, it just, it's easy to sell at the restaurant, but selling it to the consumer in a bottle shop is like, uh, I could spend four bucks on one bottle or spend, you know, seven fifty yeah. on a four pack. And it just, I'm curious. So we've, I'm, I'm curious. Is that, is that made at night shift or do they contract that out? Maybe? I think this is made at night shift for a little while. They were contracting out to, um, uh, well, here we go. Here we go. It's brewed and canned at night shift brewing company, Everett mass under special agreement in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So this one might be done in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Okay. Um, yeah. They yeah. Have, so they're well, probably they, contracting that out. Who's yep. Pawtucket? Is that Smutty Nose? No, Smutty No. Smutty Nose. They did have an agreement with Smutty Nose in New Hampshire. Um, oh yeah. Pawtucket, yeah. Rhode Island. I don't know, because I know they also made an agreement with Two Roads, but that's Connecticut. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They were hey, supposed to. Open if it up tastes in, good. Near you in, in, Philly. Or yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah, but they didn't end up getting the chance to do that. So I know they're distributing out there now, though, aren't they? 
Um, well, I'm, I'm in Jersey, so I don't see yeah. a ton of PA stuff, but, um, I know they just, I think they're coming back to Philly. Like they weren't. And I think they're actually coming back because when I interviewed the, I interviewed the guys from HFT when I had an old radio show several years ago, and they're all from Philly, you know, when it went to school in Philly and stuff yeah. like that. So they were pumped about doing that. So I, I think they still might come back, but I'm pretty sure that, I mean, we get so many people and I'm like 10 minutes away from PA, so it's not like yeah. far away, but, uh, we get so many breweries from up that way nowadays. It's, it's absolutely bonkers insane this type of stuff we get we get bissell down here now yeah. and all kinds of stuff it's crazy they're awesome they were just in actually uh their, their three rivers spot which is their bottle barrel age facility near us it's about 40 minutes uh east of or sorry west of us um on sunday one of their guys were in to our restaurant on sunday uh dropping off a six pack of you know bigger bottles and I was like, all I have is one barrel. Like, I felt like I couldn't give them the equivalent back. <laughs> I'm like, Bissell, you yeah. guys are doing some badass barrel age stuff, and I can't give you the equivalent back. I'm here's a couple four packs. Like, I I can't trade this very well right now. But yeah. uh, those guys have always been really nice to us up uh, up here. And we're actually talking to some people in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania as well. So we actually might see our stuff down there a lot more uh, coming up here pretty soon too, which is pretty cool. Uh, you talking ten to? minutes from you, you can just pop over the border and grab oh. some beer. Yeah, who are you uh, talking to? 31st I, Morton. I honestly Can't don't say. know that information. Oh, okay. I honestly don't no. know it. So oh, I just okay. know we've talked. We're in New York City too. So it's like we do mostly, we're with Kraft, which is a Shein company, Kraft Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Shein corporation, but they have a distributor in every state. Um, yeah. Some of them are called like Kraft New York, but some of them are other names. Like in New York yeah. City, there's union distributors. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're with union in New York City, but upstate New York, we're in Kraft. It's all, it's, it's a pain in the ass. I'm telling you, what, I'm glad I don't do with most of that crap because that's just a pain <laughs> in the ass. Tell you that much, but uh, um, but yeah, now we got some you know, cheers. We got some beer going on us. Nice little light beers going up. But uh, I just am fascinated with 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 how you got to be where you are. Where you have like almost nine thousand subscribers on uh, on YouTube, almost two million views. Those yeah. are staggering numbers. I mean, that's pretty cool. How did you get to that point? Like, where did you, where did this all start? I mean, at, for for beer YouTube, it is. I mean, it's you know, it's you know, and it's the smallest fish in the biggest pond. Mm-hmm. But um, no, nah, man, like I was, I was a beer hermit. You know, I'm older. You know, I'm 45 years old, and and I when I got into beer, I got into beer in the late ninth, uh, 1990s, um, and you know, kind of went to Canada and ended up having good beer in Canada for the first time in my life, and came back and just started getting into beer and just really enjoyed it. But I was pretty much a hermit. I was like, you know. Old English barley wine, Belgian ales, all that typical stuff. Because even though Sierra Nevada and those bells and those brews existed, it wasn't really a thing. And then um, just lived that hermit life. And uh, somewhere around like um, 2010, I, you know, I went through a divorce and, and, um, and I was kind of just starting to be a more of a social butterfly, if you will. And I was going out and about and meeting some uh, people that were in the beer and just started hanging out and just doing a little bit more kind of um, just not beer shares. Cause I don't even think beer shares were really a thing. We're talking like late aughts, early teens. Yeah. It's, um, just hanging out. And, um, and how I got into doing the YouTube portion of the show was, uh, I went to a beer, I went to an actual beer share. This is probably around 2013 or so. I think it was. And, um, a, a buddy of mine, well, at the time he wasn't, but a guy showed up named Joe and he was like, Oh, so I got to talking and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, I, I homebrew, blah, blah, blah. I also do beer videos on YouTube. And I was like, really? And he was a young kid and he was very, 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 you know, uh, eager and, you know, very uh, excitable and stuff. And, yeah. and, and I was just like, this guy's doing this stuff. I should probably be doing this stuff because 
you know, hubris steps in, I guess. And, yes. uh, but no, we ended up becoming really good friends. And that's how it started. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds like something fun I'd be into. And, and it just kind of steamrolled from there, you know? And that's how it is. And it's how it is. I think with my podcast, with a lot of other things, it's just like, you just get one going and then you just go from there and there and there. And if you have a subject to talk about like beer, I'm uh, pretty sure the beer industry has grown a lot since you started. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You're talking about 2013. Let's say say 2010. Even on yeah. in start of 2013, you know, like in 2010, if I met one person the whole year who was in the beer, I was like, "That's pretty fucking cool. You're in the beer. That's pretty cool." Yeah. Now it's like you could be at Applebee's. Not that I'd ever go to Applebee's. I will not go there. But you could be at Applebee's, and the guys behind you was like, "I was at Treehouse last week. Yeah. I was doing this," and it's just like it's constant. So even though like when I first started doing it it was fun. And I, and I still do it for fun. I, like I, I literally just started monetizing last week. The only reason I started doing it is because YouTube forced monetize now to where I started running ads on your, on your channel without yeah. paying you. They said, we're just going to start doing it. So I was like, well, okay, I'll flip the switch. So whatever. But, um, and, um, and you know, it, it, that growth of beer, you know, kind of comes along with the, with the channel, I guess, you know, a lot of people watch. It also has to be entertaining, I guess, too. So yeah, and I know. So you're, and, and you know, I don't want to like make your head explode here, but like you're a very good talker. You have that. You're excited. Is beer is not new to you, and you're still excited every time you talk about beer. You could open up a, a, a guest, uh, someone who sends you beer, and it's a beer you've seen six times, but you have this ability to be like excited to still see it again. I mean, it's like it's like this this uh, naturalness you have to it, which is pretty cool. It makes me want to watch your your clip. You know, I might not watch the entire thing. But I'll mm-hmm. get in there and I'll like skip ahead a little bit or see you open a box. You do these a lot of these videos that are also shorter, which are nice. So you're not like watching a 45 minute video. You're a nine, you know, six, eight, nine, ten minute video. Yeah. Um, that you can watch when you're on the toilet if you wanted to, honestly. <laughs> so like it's not like you're trying to like commit to a long, long, long video. But I will say, like I said, you have that natural progression of being excited about opening beer. It's still you still love doing it. I could tell that you still love doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, beer is fun, man like it's just fun like that's the whole part of it it's just fun and um you know i i think when people enjoy things you know it, it shows genuinely you know you can tell you know whether it be music or sports or beer or whatever you know you, you can tell when somebody's kind of at their at their end and they're just kind of doing it because it's what they do you know and and, and you get a little bit of that with anything and even talking about beer because you know there's a lot of styles that are especially nowadays there you know there's 14 different versions of this beer when it's really yeah. just the same beer over and over again so there's a lot of lot of redundancy and and things like that but you know and when you like something you enjoy something you find something good whether it be remembering something old that was great or something new that you never had before it's it's fun and exciting and 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 just that i've always been that kind of animated person it's weird i'm kind of a hermit and very very reserved but i'm also that kind of uh that kind of guy at the same time too and it, people like it some people hate it but also watch haters love you too and um and uh it just it kind of works people like it keep digging it if people didn't love it and dig it i'd still do it maybe not to the extent i do now but yeah correct and that's always what i said to myself i'm like i'm gonna talk and i'm gonna have conversations with people like you and i'm gonna have friends conversations with friends of mine who are a lot of times my guests uh, might as well hit the record button and record the conversation because mm-hmm. someone might like yeah. listening to it. And if they don't, who cares? This is my podcast. I can do what I want on it kind of thing. There's no one telling me what to do. You don't have a company you work for or a brewery you work for that you're doing this for. Yeah. If you decided for two months to take a break from the whole thing, you could. There's nothing t- stopping you from it. Um, yeah. And, and the best thing I think is, is that you also don't review like five stars or 
10 uh, yeah. glasses of beer or whatever. You just tell them, hey, I like this beer. I don't. It wasn't my yeah. favorite. Period. End of the story. <laughs> that was a very that was a very conscious decision because I did rate beers for a while there. Yeah. Um, um, because it just was what you did. Um, and this is pre untapped and stuff like that, obviously like beer advocate and, and rate beer existed, but it was kind of just, that's what you did. And it was, it, it is what it was. But then once I got, you know, a couple hundred in, I got to a point where I was like, it's such a f- bullshit, arbitrary mm-hmm. number. You know what I mean? Plus it's like, who, you know, I can, you know, what, what, how, what am I going to grade it? Why am I going to grade it this? I'm like, cause I, there, there's beers I've had that I'm just, I'm, I don't like that style of beer but it's a really well made and you can discern the difference between something that you really like versus something that you don't like but it's really well made and sometimes you have something that's really tasty but you know it's probably kind of not made all that well whatever so i decided to and i don't think anybody, i don't remember anybody not doing the rating thing um and i did it and it, it seems like it's kind of caught on there's a lot of people that actually dropped ratings from their thing because really it's it, it, you know, if you like it, you know it. And plus it's almost like, um, I, I've always likened it to maybe like a Spotify or a Pandora channel. You know, if, if you watch me talk about beer and then more often than not, I like the things that you like. Then if I have something you've never had before, the chances are you're going to like it because we're probably in tune palette wise or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, in the world we have with an untapped world we live in. And, you know, yeah. I, I don't like harping too much on untapped, but it's the, the idea that someone rates a beer one star and says, I don't like IPAs. Yeah. And it's a well that you rated a one star because you don't like IPAs, but this yeah. was a was it a good IPA? Like you mm-hmm. know, was it good yeah. for what it was or so on? Uh, or the people, I mean, again, I'm not gonna pick on anybody else, but there's some breweries out there, people just give five stars anyway. They're like, yeah. I, I like this brewery five stars, no matter what the beer tastes like or what the beer, how it was brewed, or mm-hmm. you know, with what fruit or whatever. It was just five stars. And it's like, well, then there's the awesome, you know, like it almost should be like a rate a weighted system somewhere in, in untapped where they, you know, take the bottom ones out, take the top ones out, and yep. find something in the middle so that you can figure out an actual rating for a brewery. Well, that's that's the logistical problem for for people like you is that there's a wealth of amazing data inside Untapped and in all the rating sites there is, but you have to weed through that upper ten and lower ten percent of a minutia bullshit to find the 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 data that you need because it's really a great resource. You're getting market info uh, for free essentially, mm-hmm. unless you want to pay uh, Untapped for more streamlined versions of it. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where like. You know, everything is usually somewhere in the middle, uh, truth-wise, whether it be beer or anything else. I use it as a quality control thing, too. If someone checks mm-hmm. in a beer of ours, uh, first of all, someone checked in a beer of ours that we hadn't made in 18 months, 24 months, and it was a West Coast IPA. And I kind of was like, well, did you check in that beer now because you forgot to in the past, or are you trying that now? Did you hold mm-hmm. on to that beer in your closet for yeah. for 18 24 months because that's not the true representation of that beer mm-hmm. uh i do like sometimes they have you know late check-in or i checked this in i t- tried this last summer i'm just trying to get my beer count up um or um checking in a beer and like they pour it in a glass and it, it, sometimes it's a photo but sometimes they're just like oh my gosh that's not the way the beer is supposed to, supposed to look like and you can reach out to them and say hey can we send you another beer <laughs> to make up for the yeah. beer that you had kind of thing. So it's like a nice little way of being out there and being able to see people, especially when you distribute outside the state um, to make sure people are getting quality beer and, and, you know, and not that it happens that often, but it's also nice to just have that, that little check-in that they'll be able to, you know, check in on what people are drinking and if, <sighs> if it's new or if it's old or whatever. So there is a lot of data that breweries can use, but again, 
I still think it's funny. I, I, there's breweries out there that people don't care. Yeah. <laughs> five stars, five yeah, stars. Just five because stars. of who they are. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, my favorite, my favorite is, um, and um, cause I, for the, my day job, cause I have a day job cause <laughs> you don't make money yep. doing YouTube unless you're doing dances and shit. That's <laughs> yes. TikToks. Anyway. Um, uh, so in my day job, I do a lot of, I don't like to talk about my day job, but at my day job, like I deal with it. Let's put it this way. I deal with on the, um, I work for a wholesale manufacturer that makes a product and that product is sold on Amazon under our, like, well, like we yeah. have private label for certain companies and stuff like that. So I have to deal with Amazon at, strictly. Like I, I handle all of Amazon. Our, our company does like six to $8 million in sales a year. And I deal with all the Amazon stuff and I have to deal with the reviews on Amazon, you know, and, and, and the inherent part of reviews, this is where beer differs a little bit, but the inherent part of reviews outside of beer is that people want only half the more than half the time poop on that. They, they get angry and write a review. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Untapped it tends, there's a lot of people like, I can't wait till somebody sees me liking this yeah. beer. So there's a little bit difference, but the reviews that always make me laugh and I see it on, on uh, untapped and, and not laugh, like cry, laugh, like yeah. stress, laugh is that when a person like i love this one star like they their finger didn't couldn't function enough yeah like they obviously really enjoyed it but it's and it's like best one i've ever had one star but then again every now and again someone says i hate the spirits the worst five stars so it's like i guess it even that it probably does it's just funny (laughs) because we went from you know when we were self-distributed we only sold in the area we were in and so on to you know we had a i want to say it was 3.97 3.97 or whatever. So close to a four out of five, which was not horrible. And um, then we started distributing to multiple States. We went from a four barrel system or a four barrel brew house into an eight barrel fermenters to a 20 barrel brew house into sixties. And our rating has not changed from 3.97. <laughs> like it, <laughs> we've gone how many more thousands of check-ins and it just happens to be that that's what I, that I can believe that Orno Brewing Company is a 3.97 on untapped because you can't go from 10,000 more check-ins and it doesn't move a 0.01. Yeah. It's still 3.97. Like it's just insane how, how, how many, how it works that way. Like you said, someone get does one, someone does five and so on. So the, the, like the beer don't like the beer uh, or like the beer. I drink it once, maybe never again. Um, I'd rather listen to that than you say it's five glasses yeah. of beer out of five glasses of beer. Cause again, yeah. uh, who are you? Honestly, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, unless you're, you know, Randy Mosher or coming back from the dead Michael Jackson, I really just, and those people never did that shit. So yep. they wouldn't do it either. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you would, you wouldn't have the segments if you didn't grow to where you are though, you wouldn't have the segments you have now, like the mystery beers and the, unpackaging of beers and stuff like that because if you were so small no one would be sending you stuff because they wouldn't be, no, no one would be watching um so that's kind of cool too that little segments you've been able to add over the years that have been cool of like unboxing packages from people and then having mystery beers sent to you because obviously you can't do your own mystery beers unless yeah. your wife was involved in it and she bought the beer and wrapped it up for you yeah that's um that's like a weird that's a weird one though that's like a little bit more that's like chicken or egg you know i do because yeah. i do the mystery beers do people send me beers or do people send me beers that I do mystery, you know, that kind of thing, because the mystery yeah. beer thing was born out of a friend of mine. Like, um, like I did a homebrew, actually the guy that I said, he does videos. I'm going to do them because I'm better than him. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> we, me, him and another one of our friends, we made, we did a homebrew. We did like, uh, I forget what it was. It was like a, a barley wine, some kind of barley wine stout hybrid or something like that years ago. Yeah. And, um, and then a year or so after we made it, um, 
the guy's system we brewed it on because he had all the bottles he's always like i got a, a beer but i want to wrap it up and, and kind of uh and, and so you don't know what it is and drink it and we actually were like kind of sitting there drinking drinking and we we're like you know what this is that beer we made a year and a half ago and i'm sure shit as was and then at, shortly after that I asked my buddy keith i was like you know what because he would give me my buddy keith he would give me beers like every two weeks and um just random beers from all over a lot of other half stuff this is probably like 2014 or 15 or whatever and i was like you know what start wrapping stuff up so i don't know what it is and i'll just because that i was like that works even better because then i can just talk about it and speak about it with no no preconceived notions and then i kind of took off of there and then um the beer thing that's the weird part is that like i would say like a at least 80 80 percent of what i do now is from breweries or or, or or more more so subscribers i do i don't do brewery unboxings um just because i kind of I, I always mention that a brewery sent me beer but yeah. i'm just not big brewery unboxing kind of guy but um the amount of people that send up it's insane I'm like i'm like oh my god and sometimes people do send crazy stuff i'm like you're insane so people like it people enjoy it i like i don't know it's weird it's weird to get beer sent in the mail for a couple of reasons one because people spend a bunch of money but two i'm giving out my address to all these people you know what I mean? So I should have probably got a PL box. So if I'm if I disappear one day, then it's definitely somebody <laughs> sent me beer. Well, it's it's funny too because I mean there are some states too that's not legal. Um, at the time I sent you beer from us, uh, it wasn't legal in the state of Maine to ship beer. Period. Um, okay. And so there are states nowadays. There are states like that you can ship beer to. So like the state of Maine changed the law just recently. There was a there was a, a law passed that changed um, that I can ship beer out of state. But because I'm allowed to ship beer out of state now, the law had to require us to be able to ship in state because you can't let it happen one without the other. But then I had to look up online, like places like Michigan, um, you can ship beer in state and you can ship beer out of state, but you can't ship beer from another state into the state. It's like this weird back and forth thing on it but people always ask me can you ship beer I, said, I can't ship beer from the brewery because that technically is a problem yeah. with us at the time yeah but i can personally ship you beer uh i'm not going to like some random person like some customer yeah. from michigan because it's you know that's not worth taking the risk um but i'm like if you personally want to ship beer from your house to someone else um ship it but tell the person at the thing if they ask you if there's any liquids in there that it's moxie which is a very popular soda from maine um and that your friend lives in another state and Moxie is not available in that state <laughs> and they really want that. The post office or UPS or FedEx or whatever will be, will be ecstatic that you're sending this to yeah. another state. Yeah. They're never going to know. Um, and then we have a, I have a friend of mine that works for UPS. So he just picks it up. He's like, I don't care what's in the package. I'm just going to ship oh, it. <laughs> they don't care, man. They don't no. care. Like, I've only met one UPS person. So there's a guy up in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania that opened, owned a UPS store that was into beer. And you can actually ship like the laws are pretty much you pretty much it's it's yeah. it's jaywalk it's jaywalking yeah. no one's gonna yeah. bother you anyway but um he he was in the beer and he found out all those beer mails were going out and you could actually pay for alcoholic delivery service through UPS but it's like nine times more expensive so he would yell at people all the time you're shipping this you need to give me money so he was like kind of the Grinch with that stuff yeah. but um but yeah I mean out of like I would say over the course of the past four years the amount of breweries that have sent me beer probably 50 or so randomly across the nation and three of them sent them legally. Yeah, exactly. Like from the straight from the brewery. Yep. Like there's three of them. It's an, and it's a big one. So it'd be like Sierra Nevada and like Lagunitas and then like, and then, um, and then one I don't mention and they yep. would send it legally because they care. But um, my favorite um, beer mail story was the first beer mail I ever got um, is from an Italian brewery called uh, Beer de 32. Uh, they just, it's this weird Italian brewery. I, buddy got me bottles. They were old. 
they they were still fine but they saw the video and they said oh can we please send me some fresh ones and i was like this is awesome first time someone's ever gonna send me stuff yeah so they're from italy and they send it to pennsylvania where i live at the time absolutely illegal to send me beer via ups mm-hmm. to pennsylvania at the time so i get it everything arrives great i'm like awesome it didn't get seized four months later i got a bill from the u.s government saying owed customs on the thing that i got illegally they're like oh we found out that this had a value of this beer had a value of blah 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 blah. you know six dollars and 32 cents because that beer costs that much and i'm like yeah but it's legal why don't you arrest me yeah exactly (laughs) it's funny too and it's like most of the times if if it explodes and they're just gonna throw it away they're not gonna return the package they're not gonna it would cost them so much money to go after you to get that yeah extra fee or whatever so as long as you package it correctly people and you're mailing beer out to people um don't, I mean, and also it's not, I mean, if you're trying to mail beer to a friend, make sure they have the beer. Like if they don't, if they have it in their town, like don't ship them beer. It's going to cost you as much as the beer costs yeah. to ship the beer yeah. as it is to actually just like say, go to the store and grab it. Cause it's the same thing here. I'm always like, people are like, Oh, can you ship it to New Hampshire? I'm like, we distribute to New Hampshire. Just go yeah. buy it on the shelves. It's going to cost <laughs> me an arm and a leg, literally a $16 four pack. So it cost me nine, $10 to ship yeah. it to you. There's no point at that point. Like you're paying twice as much for beer. Um, you know, and so yeah, we, we the, the and our distributor was kind of like back and forth on like, well, we don't want people shipping beer in state because they won't buy it at the grocery store. And I'm like, we won't ship in state. Like, if someone requests me to ship it in state now, I'm not gonna do it. It's yeah. going around our distributor, which we have a great relationship yeah. with. And B again, it's gonna cost me an arm and a leg. There's no point. Um, yeah. But if someone excuse me visited from Montana and they visited Maine and they you know loved our beer and they want me to mail it to them, they don't care how much it costs. That's cool but not in state because it's stupid. Again, we are available yeah. at most places other than grocery stores, any beer store you go to, you're going to be able to get our beer on the shelf. And so there's no point for me to ship it to your house because, you know, especially the pandemic ending ending soon, hopefully. So uh, yeah, hopefully. it's just kind of funny. <laughs> hopefully. Exactly. I love the whole hopefully thing. Um, it's a, it's a unique, uh, it's been a unique year for sure. Um, That's one way to put any, it, the word unique. Yeah. Yeah. A little beer fridge right there. Or what? Oh, cooler. I put, I get grabbed a couple uh, beer so I didn't have to leave because uh, I'm, I'm drinking low ABV hazies. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a couple of these down real yeah. quick. Well, 4.9% funk brewing there at a PA. Um, See, there you and go. Then, yeah, well, 4.9% hazy. See, when I go to Philadelphia, I've visited a couple of times. I stay in New Jersey. So yeah, I don't stay in Philadelphia. I stay over the border in New Very Jersey. Hill, baby. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird, I don't know where it, it's probably because it's wicked way cheaper, honestly. I want to say it was way cheaper and that's why I did it. Um, oh by far yeah 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 so if you're gonna if you're gonna drink a cheap beer what's your cheap beer choice Mm. my favorite cheap beer uh it's it's a tie man it's a tie Um, it's it's a tie between uh miller high life and uh and jenna jenny cream ale (laughs) funny jenny cream ale story so i used to live in andover massachusetts um, it's a really affluent community. It's like one of the most affluent communities in, in Massachusetts, like median income of $1.2 million. Like it's insane. And I live there. So it obviously brought that, like I brought that median income way <laughs> down. Um, but they, uh, there was a pizza joint down the street that they had like $4 Genesee cream ales. Um, but if you mention the special, it was like 99 cents for a can. Like if you mention the deal on Jenny's, they'd give you a 99 cent can of Genesee cream meal. And it was like me and a couple of coworkers after work, we get a pizza and we would just crush 
Genesee cream mouths for 99 cents a can. It was, it was insane how cheap they were. They were, they were even, they were profiting off of it because the yeah. fact that it's not expensive to make that beer. So like, well, Jenny, Jenny has a, a near and dear to my heart, man. I've been to the brewery several times. Um, they're sneaky, cool. Like they make sneaky, cool beer. People don't yeah. know. Like they have, like, if you go to Jenny and like at the brewery and stuff like that, and they're up in, um, uh, up by Rochester, New York. And, um, and uh, they make some great stuff. They've done collabs at other half um you know stuff like that and sneaky best beer uh i've had ever cheap and great is they actually did a dry hopped version of the cream ale um that last year no bringing it down this year and it was awesome it was like four percent it was really cool it had this really cool kind of weird melony thing with the hops it was really tasty and it was nine dollars and fifty cents a 12 pack (laughs) That's insane. That, that's not that's fair. Not, that's not no, fair. It's not. And that, like no. I said, it's because they can sell so much. And that's what I always talk about people. It's like they sell enough Genesee cream ale that they can have fun time. Like mm-hmm. that. It's like Allagash White. Allagash White can be, they sell so much Allagash White. Mm-hmm. They can do Curio and all the other barrel aged beers that they do. That's yeah. why they can do that. Uh, and, you know, Sam Adams does all the Boston Lager. So they potentially at the Boston facility can do their own fun things. Um, and Genesee obviously could do that. They could have fun with some beer and charge almost nothing for it because they yeah. know they're going to be able to pay their bill with Genesee Cream Ale. Like, it's just like, okay, we know we're going to be able to do this. Let's have fun at the actual facility. That's awesome. That's really yeah. that's what you and that's what you kind of want to aspire to, even as a, a your brewery. Not necessarily that you want to become as big as those things. Yeah. But if you can get comfortable with that, with those beers that you know you can you can make really well and rip out. Yeah, there you go, tubular. Yeah, tubular and is uh, our, our beer, so yeah, we can make and, that. And then... Yeah, the kit that keeps the lights on and everything else mm-hmm. is fun. It's it's just not that, it's, that beer, it's, not that that beer isn't fun in and of itself. That's what I'm saying. No, but, but you're yeah, right. So yeah. I, I so one of our owners, we, we were joking around the other day when I said this beer, uh, the the be my sunshine we did with vitamin C, mm-hmm. uh, brewing company at a mass. I said I think this is my favorite beer we've ever made. And I was like, I said it to one of the owners. I'm like, this is my, my favorite beer we've ever made. And he stone faced to me goes, what about tubular? I'm like that doesn't count. <laughs> Like (laughs) your flagship beer never counts as your favorite beer that brewery makes. It's just a given that that's a good beer. You know, we don't have, we have fun with that one. The can's awesome. I can't pick that. That's just, you know, people from Allagash can't say Allagash White's their favorite beer. Come on. You got to move on from that. Like people at Genesee's not Genesee cream ale is not their favorite beer. It's something else. So it's not fair to say your flagship is your favorite beer. Yeah. I mean, you're from, you're from, you're from the Northeast United States. It's kind of like saying, we all know that Tom Brady is the worst quarterback ever. We don't mention him in that. We just talk about everybody else. You know, he's the worst ever. Then we start from there. See, I dealt with this my entire life. My dad's a Jets fan. So, I, uh, you know, it's, it, it, you know, yes, he's now the worst quarterback, in my opinion, because he plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, you're right. The, uh, <laughs> Just given, it's a given. Yes, we know it's, it's a really given. It's, you know exactly, and I don't think like like Bissell for an example. Substance is there. Like if they can sell enough substance, they can have fun with all the other yeah. stuff. You know it, it. You know Treehouse with all their. I guess there's not really. I mean, what would Treehouse's flagship be? I mean, it's Julius and Green. Yeah, a tie between those two. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, depending on what team you land on, you know. But those, are, yeah. And that's honestly, they're, they're, those it still is. They rip those out of there like nobody's business. You know. And that's a place that I've never been. And I lived in Massachusetts for 10 years. And I still never went. Yeah. Never it's, it's, their, their beers are awesome. They're fantastic. Yes. You know, but it's just, I just, yeah. people love, and that's the thing about one of those great things about this beer industry is that people bring it to you. So I don't have to get yeah. it. It's like yeah. we'll be in our, our restaurant, we'll be working, da, 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 and someone will walk in with a case 
you know, with you know, three, three, four packs of Trillium, three, four packs of Treehouse and drop them on the thing. They're like, here you go, guys. I'm like, thank you. I don't have to go to Massachusetts now. Thank you. <laughs> when I, um, so there's a really, there's a really fun brewery down here in New Jersey called Cane Brewing. Um, they're probably best known for the Ninth and All Dawns. It's like a big barrel aged stout, but um, um, they they the they make a ton of different styles. Like they, they just opened their sour and funk program. They but they've also been blending and barreling beer for almost three years now. That's the that's the way the owner is. He's kind of crazy like that. And I remember when I interviewed him for a radio show. He was we're just walking around a brewery talking and chatting and all that kind of stuff. And we were in the big big huge cooler, and and there was just racks and racks and racks of kegs and, and 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 beer everywhere but under the one rack like the whole rack like a 14 foot rack there was milk crates full of a, a beer like milk crates a beer strewn erratically like it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't like they put them in the milk crate. it yeah. was just like let's huff this pile of beer and see how it lands or like that what's that he's like oh that's all the beer that people bring me i can't drink them like he's like he's like there's just just beer for mile, and it's all like super fancy whaley yeah. stuff and he's just like i don't have time to drink this stuff you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah i could just imagine you know we just you know we just talked about bissell and again it's the conversation i had because i just had it one of my buddies justin quayley who works over at bissell uh in their three rivers f- facility up in up in milo um he talked about the same thing they have their like beer we you know obviously the brewing industry we have short fills uh which yeah. is just basically non-sellable beer and and that we have for employees so all of our employees that work for the brewery are allowed to take cans home and you know obviously they should be drank and consumed within a couple of days because they will oxidize and so on just, that's why we don't sell them to consumers mm-hmm. uh, and then there's another stack this next to it which is all the beer that people bring us and yeah. then it's like we'll cherry pick out of that like you know oh it's a cool badass bottle we'll do that and like one of the guys in the brewery loves to savor bottles so he'll savor a bottle and, and have fun with that and but then there's all the other stuff and it's like most of that stuff is stuff that we just don't want to drink. Like yeah. most of that stuff is the breweries that dropped off stuff. We're like, yeah, yeah, we've, we've had it. We're not, we're okay with that. It's cool. You can yeah. take that. But there's also just beer. I can't, I can only consume so much beer. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I work 50 hours a week. So I'm there all the time. So I take home beer all the time. Top shelf of my, my fridge in the uh, kitchen is, is pretty much full. Um, beer fridge is full. I, I, can, I can't take home any more beer. So there has to be this give and take thing. And so let's give it to all the employees that like, the part-time people who work in the kitchen who can't afford to buy their own beer, let them have it because it's fun and they'll never get a chance to actually try Julius or, or, you know, Trillium or any of these other breweries that get brought up to us. Um, And so there is that kind of funny thing where it's the two stacks of beer uh, and we have to write sample on all the beers that are Uh, breweries because the the liquor inspector, you're not allowed to have that in there. Uh, Or we have to put it up in our fridge up in the office that we, you know, those are the ones, that's where we put all the beer we want to drink. That goes up in the office. Yeah. But yeah, so like, oh, a, oh, don't put that in that pile. Give that one to me. Yeah, and that one's going. Yeah, yeah. We did. Have, it's funny. We had we got it oh, during the the pandemic because we weren't open for months at a time in the restaurant. Uh, we had stacks of beer that people had brought in there, and we had tried some. We were like, we well, obviously do some market research too. Like, if we're making a new style, we're gonna pie, try some other people's brew beers, and uh, we'll go to the store to buy those. So you'll buy four packs or twelve packs or whatever you need to do. And so we put it up in the break room on a table just all the beer that needed to get the hell out of there. Cause we had the, the liquor inspector coming. We knew they were coming. Um, let's just put it out there. Everybody take what they want at the end of their shift. Uh, and it was funny. Cause like the last things that were left over were like the three-year-old IPA that we found in the cooler. <laughs> and it was like a couple of hard seltzers and like, it was just all this random stuff. And it was kind of funny how you could tell what style of beers the people in the 
facility like because that yeah. was, was not there. <laughs> but, you know, my buddy loves IPAs. Like my best man at my wedding loves IPAs. His wife likes cultures and pilsners and lagers and stuff. And so I give him all kinds of IPAs because that's what's around. Um, and then he, his wife would be like, why don't you bring me any, any beer? And I'm like, because the beer you like is what all of us in the brewery want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> like all the brewers want the low ABV session IPAs. Uh, we, we want the lagers. If someone makes a, a, a Pilsner with lime in it, we're going to drink it. Uh, yeah. Like that's what we want to drink right now. So all the stuff that you'd want to drink is already being consumed by the brewery. That's why there's double IPAs and triple IPAs in there because <laughs> we don't want to drink that right now. We drink enough beer. Oh. We don't need that. Yeah, no, I feel that, man. Same thing. Team low and, ABV all day. And it's weird. You put the word session on something and it's like almost like you, you have, you know, you drink it, you're going to get a disease uh, for <laughs> someone who comes into your restaurant. Cause if it's double IPA, especially we're in a college town, double IPAs all day for all those college students, anything that has the word session on it, it, it just, it's yeah. like, yeah. So we've yeah. actually stopped using that word. Yeah. yeah. An IPA yeah. that's four and a half percent is an IPA period. There you go. There's no need Works to put the word me. session on it. I'm okay with an IPA being an IPA. Cause obviously you remember you, like you said, you're 45. Yeah. You remember when an IPA was four and a half to five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. an IPA. Uh, you know, this tubular is 7.2 now. And that's the now average is the seven to seven and a half percent. Yeah. I argue, I argue that, 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 that caught it offline. Cause you know, people are like, you know, anything over eight is a double IPA. I'm like, no, no. I'm like anything over like seven is like yeah seven and a half maybe but more like seven i'm like you know and i'm like people are like oh here's my 9.8 percent double ipa i'm like no that's not double ipa dude no no that's an american barley wine yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> and it's true it's the same i mean we're uh we're gonna work on a, a beer um i was supposed to do one for my wedding uh, but my wife and i got married in the middle of a pandemic uh, and so we ended up taking a beer that we had and as a graphic designer for the business I just designed a new label and when it came off the canning line, the last few cases I had them switch the label to our yeah. label for our wedding. And so I never got the opportunity to pick out the hops or the recipe or anything like that. Like they wanted really to do that, but there just wasn't time and there wasn't the, the, the sales part of it in there to actually sell this beer out of the, out of the store. Yeah. Um, but because I'm having a baby now, uh, we talked about it. And so we're going to do a beer um, this summer, this June, uh, coming out that I actually get to pick the hops for and stuff like that. And so, uh, we're really excited about that coming out. And I was like, I want five and a half percent. I don't want it to be any more than five and a half percent. We don't want to go less than that. Cause again, it'd be harder to sell, but I want five and a half percent. Cause I want to be able to have this the entire summer for me to drink. I don't want a double IPA. I love double IPAs, but I just don't want that all summer to drink. Cause I'm just gonna have one and be full. <laughs> I don't need that right now. So uh, maybe I'll need it. Maybe I'll need it to fall asleep at night. So <laughs> hey, you need to, um, you need to uh, just do a collab with a Bissell and do the, the baby Arono. And then that way you can do like a 3% beer and, and you'll know it's flat. It'll flap the shelves. Cause it's yeah, exactly. on it. There you go. And it happened. We did one a couple of years ago <laughs> called Menomina, Uh, And that just flew off the shelves there too. So yes, Bissell has always been a great friend of ours and very much of a helpful brewery to help sell things too. But uh, yeah, no, they, uh, that's a great tap room, the whole oh, thing, man. Oh, great yeah, group of people. Yeah. That building actually reminds me of the building I work in, like that old, like kind of like old barn kind of mm -hmm. thing. And just sell, oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, it's a great brewery. They're uh, they're great people, and they've helped. I mean, we we always will say they'll help build this industry that is a name. I mean, obviously you have your old school people and your main beer companies and all those people, but without Bissell and the New England IPA craze, 
I think a lot of us New England IPA breweries wouldn't be around, no. um, especially in Maine. You know, there are other people to thank around the whole New England and yeah. Northeast up to Vermont and so on. But like in Maine specifically, uh, those Noah and Peter Bissell, like we w- the brewing industry wouldn't be what it was now without those guys doing what they did back in the day. Uh, and we just did a collaboration with Battery Steel. Uh, who's in the old Bissell facility. Yeah. So Bissell started on one industrial way. They moved out. Uh, Oh, so main beer company started there. And then Bissell moved in. Bissell moved out. Battery Steel moved in. And um, so it's kind of cool. Like how many, think about those breweries, Bissell and main beer company came out of the same And foundation's still there. The foundation's still behind it. And (laughs) Austin Street's right next door. Yeah, yeah. The last time I went up there, they were all, all like, uh, um, uh, battery steel wasn't there yet last time I yep. was up there. Um, but uh, yeah, Bissell was out. Um, I forget who else is in there. Now across but, um, the street is Allagash. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't even get me started. I love Allagash. Allagash and is then, like Allagash is like my favorite beer experience I've had in my life. Yes. Pretty much one of my favorite ones. Like because I grew up drinking Allagash and yep. like I just I haven't got I didn't go to Portland for forever and yeah, and I just never went up there and I finally get went up there and I went to Allagash and I was sitting there just drinking beers, hanging out, started talking to the bartender. I was like Man, I remember buying your beers when I was little. And she literally come with me and just started walking around the brewery, drinking beers, hanging out for like an hour. And I go to leave and she hands me like a, a, a six pack of bottled barrel aged beers. Be like, ah, that was a great story. Yours. Here, take that. Go have fun. I'm like, what's going on right now? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane. They have another brewery, another uh, d- definitive is across the street. So okay, it's like yeah, that yeah. whole little area is just like it's like I you know you know in Silicon Valley they have those like hubs think that tanks. people like yeah. yeah think tanks that's what that yeah. whole area yep. in Portland yep. is it's like the three think tank area yeah everybody's like, Allagash has obviously got going anywhere but those yeah. breweries in there if they ever get big enough they have to expand to another location Austin Street who's in there opened yep. another another spot in in, in, uh, in Portland um, Battery still is there Definitive has two spots now. Um, so it's just it's crazy to see that little small little like you know square mm-hmm. footage it's not even that big of what they grew for breweries in the state of maine is just absolutely fascinating um but you know with our brewery we fit that vibe of of, of Orna, or sorry portland uh we have a facility almost not identical but very similar to bissell's spot on thompson's point and okay. uh but we're the only one like that up here yeah so like everybody else is like small or like um they make like red ales and ambers and and, and porters and stouts and like, like a, a homebrew turn pro kind of guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we're the only people in this area with the same, the, the facility, the 10,000 square foot facility with the styles of beers we're making and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool for us, but it's like, it's also unique. Cause we also like, we can't be like, go to that spot. Cause like anywhere else from us, if you really liked our spot, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, it's not going to be exactly the same. Whereas important, you can be like, go to these 15 spots and they're all going to be the same. But it's, there's like, also the guys. flip side of that though, which is like, you know, like, you know, Allagash is kind of like the keystone there. Like as long as they're there, those other places will exist. Not that those other places can't exist in right. their own accord and merit, but they'll, they'll always have that foot traffic. So if somebody comes to your brewery and he's excited for your brewery, it's not like they're like, Oh, well, you know, we're here because there's nine other places we we're going to go to anyway. So there's that flip side where someone comes purposefully. You're like, Hey man, you made the trip out here. You wanted to come here. It's not like, well, let's go there because we can go to nine other places. They can yeah. be you. That's a great thing, man. And it, it, I had this discussion, uh, uh, you know, next week when a, a different episode comes out. I mentioned earlier that I recorded an episode earlier today, and uh, 
that episode comes out after this episode. But on that episode, to give you a little preview, it's a comic book guy. And he was talking about how the comic book industry now has become way more collaborative, that there's like these variant covers that come out that like someone who writes for another book or draws for another book will like do a variant cover for your cover. Mm -hmm. And it's like their, their whole mindset is if they're doing well, if they do well, this book does well, I'll do well. Cause if this book does well, then the industry itself will grow. And that's how the brewing industry has been over the years. It's like, as long as it's everybody does well, or that brewery does well, then hopefully mine will do well. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, there are places though, where people come and they see a brewery across the street and they're like, well, there's a brewery here. Let's go across the street or so on. The breweries that have one brewery and nobody within miles around them um, probably doesn't see that traffic that someone like ourselves who us and even if the breweries are absolutely not the same, they're going to try those breweries around you because they're within yeah. driving distance so that people can come up. So if they're successful, then hopefully we'll be yeah. successful and, and vice versa. I worked in, um, uh, I work in technology. That's what I do for a living now. But prior to that, for 18 years, I worked in a tattoo shop and um, I did all kinds of weird. I wasn't a tattoo artist. I was a body yeah. modification artist. I did like scarification and implants, all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyway, that is a super cutthroat in- industry. Like anytime anybody opens around them, we're like, no, get away, get away. Yeah. Fuck that place. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Sorry, I cursed. But, um, but um, you know, it, and it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. People think have that mentality about be like, you know, get off my lawn. And it's like, man, you know, if we just hang out together and people come on my lawn, your lawn and our lawns all be awesome lawns. And yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, but you also the, have to the, make good beer. There's a lot of people make poopy beer and go, why, why, oh, you guys are running business and be like, no, no, you kind of make shitty beer. That's why your business is Well, that's that's the same (laughs) thing also is that everybody doesn't have to make the same style beer. No. That's one of the things I always dealt with when I was training a new employee that came over from another competing brewery. Uh, They worked in the restaurant there to come work at my place. And I said, the best thing about ours is that there are breweries around us that make different styles of beer. So if someone comes into me uh, and says, Hey, uh, I'm really interested in an Amber ale. And I'm like, well, we don't make Amber ales. We don't make red ales. We haven't since the beginning when we opened, we did one six years ago and that was the only one we ever made. Our specialty is new England style IPAs. We do some sours. Um, That's what we make. That's our styles. We are going to do what we like to do, but X, Y, and Z brewery down the street has that for you go there. Like, don't yeah. try to force it on us. And they're like, you should really make more red ales. Like, yeah. no, we shouldn't. They should. And we should stay with within our lane. Yeah. And you yeah. can go there for that. And, and, and don't worry about, you know, let's make what we make and let's continue making what we make. Cause we're obviously doing well with it. So let's just keep going with it and send people other places who want that other thing. And so that's yeah. the benefit of having those other breweries around you is like, you know, go do that. Like we, we don't need to be good at that. Like you can, you, they can be good at that and we can be good at what we do. Well, that's, and that's the other thing about like a lot of the old school mentality of like, you know, uh, you, you know, you, you're on my lawn, get away kind of thing is that like, you know, even if that person is like that or that brewery or whatever is like that, then you, um, you know, they make the, they make the, you know, low ABV porter, which yeah. I love, but they make the wee heavy, they make the red ale, whatever. Um, it, you, you send the people from your brewery there and be like, listen, hey, we want you to try our beers because you never yes. know what you're going to like. But, you know, if you don't like it, man, that's fine. Great. Whatever. If you go down this place and if that place eventually sees so many people, you've been like, oh, like that blah, 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 told me to come down there. Blah, 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 told me to come down here. Eventually they might be like, well, you know, maybe, maybe you can kind of turn their heads and make them, make them understand, you know? And, but, uh, you know, 
there's breweries. There's a brewery in Massachusetts now that makes strictly imperial uh, beers, imperial stouts, imperial IPAs, imperial sours. That's what they do. They chose to go that avenue and do that thing. Um, for mm-hmm. the longest time, Jack's Abbey, loggers. They did yeah. loggers. They ended up opening their other what, spring, Springdale, yeah. Springdale. Springdale. Um, <clears throat> but it's the same thing. Allagash does Belgian style ales. Like that's what they do. And so yeah. they chose those things just because everybody came in their front door and said, you should make a New England style IPA, doesn't mean they're going to change to do that. Like they're yeah. just going to say, no, the guys across the street, there's four breweries within walking distance of us make excellent New England style IPAs. Go yeah. there, yeah. be here and have a, new, a nice Belgian ale and, and drink the beer that we want to make. Uh, and that's what the cool thing about the brewing industry. And that's why I'm absolutely ecstatic with how big it is now. Like the yeah. number of breweries means that there's something for everybody. There's nothing, there's yeah. nothing, no beer, beer drinker out there who likes the style that likes beer doesn't have an ability to get a beer they like right now. Like it's I not, it's, it, it, we're it, definitely golden age right now, man. I don't understand how it could get better. I mean, sure, yeah. COVID has put a damper on things. Yes. If you take it, 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 the whole thing in perspective. It, yeah. it is, it's a time to be alive. <laughs> well, my buddy just, my buddy Adam um, just gave up alcohol. Just, you know, his heart and some other things that are going on in his body. He just decided, I don't want to have drink alcohol anymore. Um, got really into non alcohol beer. And uh, yep. he's like, now that's his thing. And obviously, he's like that small. 0.5% or lower is what his thing, but he goes, I got into it. This is the perfect time for me because there's a huge surge on non off yep. beer and, and zero, zero beer and all that stuff. And he's like, I'm loving it. Now I want to be able to figure out how to do it at home. And I want to do, he's a home brewery. He's, he's going to try it himself. It's like, there's literally something for everybody who likes. Beer oh yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I had a, I had a bourbon barrel aged non-alcoholic Imperial step about a month and a half ago. That's amazing. Like what? Is it was pretty on? all right. It was all right. No, <laughs> I, I actually, I'm, I've always been a non-alcoholic beer drinker. Yeah. Like I'll put a case or certain specific ones in my yeah. fridge. And like, if I drink a couple beers, I'm like, eh, I don't really want to be drinking yes. no more. I'll just yes. chug a couple of those. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, no, there's so much, there's so much variety. There's so much good beer. It's a lot of poopy beer, but there's a lot of uh, there, you know, uh, the, my favorite thing about beer right now um, is just um, since there are so many places that breweries are now becoming bars not yeah. necessarily that they're that they're your corner drunk spot but they're becoming a place where people drink and people hang out and and that was lost for a very long time you know we mm-hmm. didn't really ever have that here in the united states so to have like you know at the end, at the end of the week where are you gonna go well let's go to the local brewery you yeah. know instead of the local bar you know kind of thing and i think that's i that's that's fantastic it's one of my yeah. favorite things about beer right now and obviously I'm a big beer drinker. I love beer, but all of my friends, my best man, my wedding, my best friend, his wife, we go out, when we go out, we go out to drink beer. Like that's like, we like, mm-hmm. we go to, a, you know, but like the places we like to go are, there's a couple of places that are a brewery with a restaurant, a brewery with a restaurant, mm-hmm. a beer bar. <laughs> like they're, they're, yeah. the, the, their whole thing is the 20 draft lines they have on and they yeah. make like amazing food, but they're, they, they always switch out for cool beers. And that's where I go to get like, other beers that are not like the breweries that I'm going to is beers uh, and another brewery with a bar. So or a brewery with a restaurant. <laughs> so it's like, that's the thing we like to do because of the fact that there is that. Um, but it also has been expanded to people open bars that are strictly around beer. Um, that, that didn't happen 10 years ago. There wasn't that many beer bars out there that are just like, no, we're going to carry 25 different styles of beer on draft and a hundred barrels, the different bottles that are on like 
you know, in the barrel room and all that stuff. Like there's definitely a cool surge around beer um, that's made it easier for all of us beer drinkers to get it, let alone yeah. enjoy it. Like just to actually physically put it in my hand, it's so much easier nowadays than it used to be. Yeah, no, for sure. Time to be alive, baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, the, tell you what, uh, Sierra, Sierra or um, I can't, Syria, C-E-R-I-A, the blue can, non-elk beer. It's made by the guy who found, one of the guys who started the Blue Moon beer. Okay. Came up with that recipe or whatever, Blue Moon. Yeah. Um, they, have a, they have a couple non-alcoholic IPAs and things like that, but they make a non-elk wheat beer that honestly, if I closed, you closed your eyes and took it, you'd think you'd be drinking a Blue Moon. Um, and so to me, it's like, and Blue Moon's not my favorite in the world by far. But yeah. my point is, if there's something out there that you close your eyes and you don't realize it's non-elk, that's pretty cool too. Like that's where you want to make your non-alcoholic beer because when you have no alcohol in a beer and you're you're used to drinking beer, there's something missing. Uh, there's oh. alcohol missing. Alcohol is a flavor, so that obviously you're missing something. But this yeah. beer is one of those. That's the one I buy now. Uh, I you know it's not super expensive. I can get it. It's I, obviously I buy it through my business, but. Um, that's what I'm going to be crushing this summer, having a few pints and then be able to crush one of those and still drink the beer. Um, but also have that ability to level myself out. So I'm not getting wasted every, uh, every day this summer. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're talking earlier and touched briefly on like yeah. the, the, the mystery beers that I do. So I've had some people send me mystery beers, non-alcoholic mystery beers. And I have, I think it's, I'm probably about six deep on those. Yeah. And so four of them I caught four of them. I'm like, this is not an alcoholic beer. I know it is. It's not an alcoholic beer. The only two was from the athletic brewing company. Yep. And there. And like, I was like, this is like low ABV hazy, but I still thought it was regular beer. So, yep. you know, some people get it, get it, get it, um, get it pretty spot on, but, um, you know, kind of close to that. Um, I, I, you know, and I, if anybody actually watches my channel, they'll know this. I'm like, I am 100% super low abv guy yep. um and in it in in when you're talking about the old session thing not being a big selling point for you or anybody else there is a big push for low abv beer yep. now you know you see a lot of breweries doing like you know sub four percent sub a lot of sub five but a lot of sub four percent beer in it and it's some of this stuff is really really good so you know there's you know even even not having non-alcoholic beer to have like these really vibrant, well done, tasty three and a half percent little super pails or something like that. Or, uh, man, I'm loving it. I'm just, I could summer's coming. It's going to be 80 yes. on Wednesday. I am ecstatic. Well, it's, and we did a beer <laughs> last summer called ATP after like your uh, annual training plan. It was my, one of the owners of the business that he had like bikes and stuff like that. So he wants to have something. It was a hundred calories per can um and it was 3.3 percent alcohol but with the full of flavor and that was the best thing i was again I, I said the same thing at that time where it's like this is one of my favorite beers we've ever made and it's because it had the flavor that i wanted in it it had the, the, the it wasn't super heavy and honestly you know most 69 new england ipas are going to be plus 200 calories um yeah. it was just nice to have that low calorie low abv easy drinking summer beer uh, and that's actually what we recanned for my wedding, which was perfect oh, wedding okay. beer. Very oh, perfect wedding beer. <laughs> perfect wedding beer. So like I ended up getting three kegs of beer for my wedding. I got like yeah. a half, quarter keg of Jenny cream. 
And then I got two Sixtals. One was from a brewery down this way called District 96. Uh, um, they're they're out of New City, New York. They do a bunch of collabs and stuff like yep. that. Um, but I got their Kolsch, which is their Americanish. So yeah. I was like, okay, I want a Kolsch. And then I wanted something low ABV hazy. So, you know, I'm relatively good friends with the guys from Equilibrium Brewing yep. in Middletown. So I was like, I'm like, I want a uh, Sixtal. They're like, okay, we'll get, we'll get you something. And I was like, why not? And I'm like, you got something? And they brewed a brand new recipe of a 4.3% hazy. And I was like, I didn't even taste it. I was like, sold. And he's like, yeah, ah, just take the keg. And it drank like a 6.8% hazy. And it was like 4.3. I was like, this is the best wedding beer ever. <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah, that, yeah. that low ABV. And it's like, it's funny is that I feel like we're really good at recently, like the, the beers that we've had recently that have been high ABV that have drank like an 8.5% that drank like a 6%. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, "What well, can we get at good at the, the the beers that are really good that are like three and a half percent that drink like a like, you know yeah. they, they feel like they're six percent but they actually yeah. drink lower than yeah. that because uh, I'm like I said I don't want beers that are eight and a half percent that drink like a six percent because I'm gonna drink eight of them and I'm gonna be yeah. very bad the next day so <laughs> let's my, do the opposite my, here. <laughs> that's my soapbox, man. Like uh, that's my soapbox. I ring on like I and I, you you mentioned it earlier with the double IPAs. Like I understand when I say this beer is 8% and it drinks like six. So that bothers me where people are like, are you crazy? Like, that's why I love this beer. I'd be like, and that's why I don't rate shit. Um, yes. <laughs> I like, I want, I want the opposite. And um, there's so many people that love that. Like I'll, you know, I'll get a, I'll get a triple IPA. It's like 10.3%. I'm like, aromatically, this is like a 5% beer. It yeah. drinks, even though it's a sweeter, obviously, because yeah. it's, you know, double digits, but I'm like, it drinks like six. I'm like, why would I want to drink this? I'm like, give me something that I want the opposite. If you could make me a negative 5% hazy IPA yeah. that was delicious, I'd be like, okay, I want to get not drunk. And yes, I'll drink exactly. that one to not be drunk some more. You know what I mean? I'd almost so. rather drink a six to drink a six <laughs> than a 10 to drink like a six. Like that's yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah. Like the whole, like if it drinks like it's supposed to, I'd rather have that than a 10% yes, that drank like yes. a 6%. Just give yeah. me a 6% at that point. Yeah. So, uh, but that's pretty uh, funny. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I literally, you know, same thing with you. You could talk beer all the time, oh, yeah. and that's oh, like yeah. it's really good to talk with someone else who likes to talk. A, <laughs> I'm guessing we yeah. both like to talk, uh, and B, talk about beer uh, in the generic sense of the term, and not specifically on a brewery or specifically on a style or something like that, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so if you like to listen to uh, Matt here talk about hey, beer, um, you can go to his web or his uh, YouTube page, uh, Massive Beer. Uh, massive beers yeah if you just type in massivebeers.com it'll just go right to my youtube okay page. cool and then you have uh you have your unboxings on there your mystery beers how often are you posting videos uh, i post at least every day um okay. once a day so you know sometimes more sometimes less depends on the situation but you're gonna at least once a day if not twice a day it's certain times and the like you said, sometimes it'll be an unboxing. Sometimes it'll be a beer. Sometimes I'll do like an online hangout with other people that do the things that we do. Or I'll sometimes do like an editorial commentary on, on issues and, and stuff like that and beer and, and stuff like that. So it's a wide variety of stuff. Sometimes you're outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Outside beer reviews are the best. I live in, I live on a 26 acre farm, man. Like if I could do it, I sit outside and, and, and just get bit by mosquitoes and chug beers. I'm, I'm a happy camper. We're going to do that. So I'm bringing on, this is a little bit of a sneak preview for anybody else. I'm bringing on a co-host for my podcast starting in, I, I do seasons in season four, which is the next season. Uh, we're starting with a, a new co-host every episode, which is pretty cool. Ooh. A good friend of mine, Adam. Uh, and so um, we talked about that too. We are like, 
were talking about like the, the first part of that season where we're because I'm having a baby and I had to move my like studio around and stuff like that. Like I used to have an actual studio. Um, but because now that's the nursery, uh, we're moving it. Like it's like a, a morph of a morph of blob now. Like it's not actually in a spot. Yeah. Um, I'm in, I'm in my baby's room. Eventually this will, the baby's now in like, we have like extremely, yeah. we have, we have him in a certain area, but this is going to be like his room. Once he gets like two, all this yeah. shit's gone. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. So, like at that point, and my hope is at some point, I love doing this that much that me and my co-host will split some, maybe we'll buy some, like rent some studio space, um, and maybe I'll rent it out to other people who want to record their own podcasts and so on. But like, um, we talked about doing it on my deck. Like, let's just go on the deck. We have some good microphones yeah. and windscreens. We'll just be outside. It'd be no problem, uh, and that way we can enjoy the summer at least this summer outside on the deck uh, and, and do it that way. And you know, if we have someone, we're hoping that season four most of my guests will be in person uh which is what our goal is and obviously you know if i ever make it down to new jersey we'll do something in person down there uh which will be fun because yeah, I'm, I'm looking to travel i love the idea of doing it we talked about going to portland to, to do some uh some chats with some breweries down there and if i can like schedule out an entire day where like i'm at like 10 a.m at one place noon at another place you know two at another place quarter bunch to, to release at some point uh, i can actually be at the breweries which is really exciting so we're looking for yep. some cool stuff uh coming up here pretty cool too uh but yeah I mean, i'm excited that was, to be outside. Um, that was the uh that was actually when i did um i did, had a radio show um like a call-in radio show like every mm -hmm. sunday and brewers would call in but then like i stopped doing it and the whole impetus for me to bring the podcast back when i brought it back a couple of years ago was to do that to actually travel to places yep. and have face-to-face -face conversations and talk to some great people. And, and when COVID hit, that's when I stopped doing the podcast. Um, but now I'm just like, screw it. I got to do it again. So I'm going to yep. start bringing it back and started booking people already uh, 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 again. But um, doing a remote thing is awesome. And it's great. And, and it's it, conversations are great to have this way. But there's yeah. something to be said about doing it face to face. It, and exactly. And that's what I thought about. If I bring a co-host on too, the idea that we could like, if it's so, at least so, one other human being in your range, Mm -hmm. You can hopefully get that conversation going a little bit better. Yes. If I have to do one via via remote, the guest is remote, but the co-hosts are in the same spot, that maybe yeah. the conversation will work well. I mean, with people like yourself who are used to talking on camera, it doesn't, like this is possible. But a lot of times, yeah. as you know, and you've done shows and things like that, not very many people are used to talking on no. camera. No. Uh, and so it, it's a different experience <laughs> if you just have a camera in the corner or just audio and you're talking to someone in the same room with you, it's a little bit less uh, daunting to some people. And you don't uh, and know, so man. Yeah. You don't know until you actually start recording. Like when I interview, worst interview I had, and this is nothing against him, but um, yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God. What? Randy? Uh, no, 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 no. God, I, can't. I always forget his name. I don't remember. The guy, who, uh, Phil Markowski from Two Roads. Like he's the smartest dude in the history of mankind, but yep. he's he's almost like a rock to crack as an interview. Yep. And then you're, like when I end up doing, I end up interviewing Kimmick, from alchemist it was like i i didn't have to talk the mm -hmm. dude wouldn't shut up and in the best way possible you know what i mean yep, so exactly. even when you, even when you have the best intention be like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to phil he's such a sponge of material i could just get everything off him and it's just like you know you have a five minute question lined up and you you, you ask this very brilliant thing and you get yes yeah to, a, to not a yes or no answer the question yeah. wasn't yes or no and he yeah. still answered yes you're like yes. uh okay okay um, so yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago i did a, a, a podcast with guy guy who does pa announcing for the new england revolution soccer team okay yeah. and he does the marketing part for the doing uh, the new england patriots 
And so it's like that guy I know for a fact was going to be a fun podcast because he loves to talk and he yeah. has the announcer voice. So it's yeah. like, I know. And then he had the equipment, the podcast sounded beautiful remotely. He's from Massachusetts. It was the perfect thing. And I knew for a fact that no one was going to reach that level. When someone literally talks for a living, <laughs> it, it yeah. got it. That's the epitome of it. No one's going to be able to reach above that. But yeah, um, Matt, you know, you like to talk a lot on, on massive beers. So check out YouTube. Uh, you're on Instagram, you have a Facebook page, all that stuff too. So we'll put that in the links uh, with this as well. So you can check you guys, you out and, and so on and, and keep drinking good beer, man. Keep making videos. You're doing a great job. I, I know you, I don't have to tell you you're doing a great job because I have no say in yeah. that, but you're doing a great job. Yeah. Hey, even it's always nice to hear. I appreciate yes. it. Thank yes. you very much for having me on brother. Um, very cool. And can't wait till we get to actually uh, sit down and chug a beer in person. Absolutely, man. So uh, any last minute advice for me? I'm about to become a parent in like six weeks. What, anything you want me to give me? Any little tidbit you've learned in the first six weeks? Uh, and this is probably going to be, this is not what, and nobody told me this. Yes. Okay. And this is what I feel. Now you might be different. It's all fucking awesome. Like everybody was like, you're going to be tired. Yeah. I, I so I, I'm tired, but I'm not tired because I, of the way people explained it. Like yeah. I'm tired because like, I'm, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm not sleeping. I'm actually sleeping. Like, maybe it's because I have a good support system or maybe because my kid's really cool. I'm actually getting sleep, but it's like I'm tired because I'm constantly like, ah, like, I'm like, yeah. wait, what's that noise? Oh, what's going yeah. on over there? So that is what it is. But I, you know, I went through my whole life actually purposely. I'm 45. I purposely didn't have a kid. I was married previously. Yeah. You know, I might not have been the safest guy in history of mankind, but I, I purposely didn't want to have a kid until I met my wife and I really realized what I had yeah. and what I wanted in my life. And going, have purposely having a kid and then being like, okay, now I got to change diapers, going to do all this stuff. It's all awesome. It's awesome. all awesome. Like, it's even like, like when I go to like the baby's got like a poopy diaper. Yeah, that's right. I said poopy diaper. Yeah. And the baby has a poopy diaper. And, and my wife's like, oh, I'll do it. I'm like, no, I want to do it. This is yes. fun. And dance around and poke and be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? It's all awesome. awesome. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Just have fun with it, man. That's the biggest one I've said. People, people tell me that they're they're practically indestructible. Like, don't worry as much uh, about the baby. Like, they, people people told me that, like, don't stay up all night trying to make sure he's like, just just know that he's going to do his <laughs> thing and you're going to do your thing and obviously keep an eye on him and stuff like that. And, like, he's not, oh. like... He's not concrete, but the idea that I'm trying to take this, like the kid is people have been raising kids for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that your baby's going to be okay. Like don't stress about Actually, it. Actually, here's a, here's a pro tip. This is the one that I didn't even think about it until you said right now, this is probably the, I didn't do it thinking of this, but I did it and it ended up paying tenfold buy. So I bought a two pack of wise cameras like wise like they're just little cubes of like cameras and basically yep. they they're um you know just like a little webcam and they you can they have audio and then you can actually speak through them too and sound oh, comes yeah. out and what i did was is i mounted one right over his crib and the reason why it worked out perfect because one i can watch whenever i'm not mm -hmm. around like if i'm at work or whatever but also like like when the baby's like, you got to do stuff with the baby and the baby's feeding or the baby's getting fussy or whatever. So you turn it on. Like when you wake up and you check on the baby and you think, okay, that it's going to be like another hour, the baby's yeah. going to get hungry. You turn on that video, you turn up the volume and then you put the phone under your head. So when you're sleeping and you start hearing the baby mumbling and grumbling and yeah. right inside your ear. And then, and then, and you can look and peek at it. You just lift your head up, <laughs> peek at it and then put your head down. So you don't have to like get up and actually check the baby. That's, That's my awesome. pro tip for everybody. There Wise you go. Cat. See?
<laughs> so what we're going to have is uh, we'll, we'll wait a little while, but my buddy Brian and I have a podcast called uh, rock and the dad pod. Uh, okay. and it's all about being dads and, and raising kids and stuff like that. So you'll be on that at some point. We'll get there you, you on go. That too. So, uh, but until then cheers, man, keep drinking good beer. You know, you know, if you ever need it, if you just message me and then say, Hey, I need another shipment from us. I'll, I'll send you some beer as well. I'll, I'll send an, list, I'll so. send a, I'll send an auto mail to go every two weeks. Then. Yes. There you go. Hi, and, uh, I need beer. Please. Yeah, send me weird. <laughs> <laughs> but Hey man, Matt for massive beer reviews. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Ox. Awesome. Get some more. T- you need more ink, man. You need more ink. I don't know. Uh, I'm more, I, dude, I got shit everywhere. You have no idea. Okay. Like it's every, I'm, when you work in a tattoo shop, it's uh, yeah. harder to uh, it's harder to get tattooed when you work in a tattoo shop yes. than when you don't. So, but I got I got stuff randomly on my body everywhere. You know yeah, what I mean? So I like got I got my next appointment is May twelfth, so we're getting another one done May twelfth. And then my tattoo artist said, "How about I schedule you for every other month?" And I said, "Just do it. Let's just yep. get it done." That's the way I'm to do not. it. I mean, it's expensive, but it's the way to do just, it. <laughs> just do it. So, <laughs> hey man, I really appreciate it. Uh, go, uh, you know, spend time with your wife and your kid. Uh, I really appreciate it a lot, very much. Uh, Matt, massive beer reviews. Go check them out on YouTube, massivebeers.com. Right? Sounds good. Sounds massive good. Beers. There you go. Hey man, thanks a lot. Cheers, brother.